On today's Intelligent Money Minute, I'll interview Larry Swedrow, Head of Financial and Economic Research at Buckingham Strategic Wealth, on how intelligent investors should respond to volatility. Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charter holder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake. So Larry, welcome back to Intelligent Money Minute. And my next question for you is, what causes the recent volatility that we've had? What causes volatility and how should intelligent investors respond? I know you've talked about in your article about liquidity and how because of uh, recent laws, the liquidity suppliers have decreased. Banks aren't there to provide that liquidity that they have in the past. What does that do for markets and how should intelligent investors respond? Bunch of questions there. Let's start with what causes volatility. That's caused when we get something that's unexpected happened. By definitions, if it's unexpected, it's unforecastable. So what you need to do is build into your uh, into your written investment plan the certainty that we will experience lots of these periods of high volatility, and you cannot predict them. That means you shouldn't take more risk than you have, what I use the terms, ability to take risk, willingness to take risk, how much your stomach can handle without panic and selling, and what's your need to take risk. Don't take more risk than you need to. If you have enough wealth, probably shouldn't have more than 25, 30% in equities, and the rest can be in more diversified uh, portfolios because you just don't need that risk. Okay, so that's number one. Now, if we talk about what's caused recent volatility, again, it's these unexpected events, things like COVID, things like a war in Ukraine. We could see it with the debt ceiling problems uh, there. But as you mentioned earlier, we've seen some trends in the markets that have increased volatility in markets in a daily basis. That's come from two main sources. The first is a trend away from active to passive strategies like indexing. So 30 years ago, less than 10% of all assets were indexed. Today, that number is probably over 50%. Indexers and other passive strategies tend to have much lower turnover that means there's less liquidity, okay? And that means there's going to be more volatility in pricing. The second thing that happened is that it began with the change in markets quite a while ago in moving from trading in eighths to decimal points. And that narrowed the spreads between bid and offers. And now you had on top of that high frequency traders coming in, narrowing that spread. What that led to is basically a total elimination of what used to be the role of what were called market makers in individual stocks. They stood there to make a market in size, say a thousand or more shares, tens of thousands even, uh, and put in a bid and offer. The spread would be wider 
giving them the incentive to take that risk. Now with the change, and so you can trade Microsoft, the bid and the offer spread might be one cent. There's no incentive there because there's no spread. So what happened is the good news is for the small trader who's buying in 100 share lots, it's a lot cheaper to trade. But if you're an active manager and you want to go sell tens of thousands of shares of stock, that liquidity is gone and you have what market what's called market impact costs. And when you go to buy, you may get the first few hundred shares done at that price. And then bingo, the offer price is raised and raised and you're going to drive your, the prices way up. And that's why firms I know such as Dimensional, which is not an indexer, but a systematic passive, what I would call passive investor, they trade almost everything now in 100 share lots because they want to minimize that market impact cost. And they don't care. They're not trying to track an index so they can take their time patiently trading. Mm -hmm. So we now have this second problem. And then you have the third problem, which was came out of the 2008 financial crisis. And this particularly hit the markets for treasuries and even more so municipal bonds called the Volcker Rule, which prevented the banks from holding on their balance sheets, lots of risk assets that they could use for their trading. So again, they had no incentive to make markets take big positions. So the spreads in the muni markets, for example, have widened so much that where I used to be able to, I have built my own municipal bond portfolio. And I used to be able to trade easily whenever there was a loss, I could trade. Now the cost of trading has gone so wide, unless the losses are very large, I'm not able to do that because the trading costs have come so wide. So what that has resulted in, even in the most liquid market in the world, U.S. treasuries, we've seen moves within one day of the five and 10-year treasuries happen so frequently that we may have seen them once or twice a year move that much. Now we're seeing them move that much quite frequently. So we're seeing much more volatility for all of these reasons. And I don't see anything that's going to change in that trend. In fact, I think passive investing indexing is going to continue to gain market share, which means there'll even be less liquidity. Last point I'll make just demonstrating that. There was a really terrific new paper that's gotten a lot of attention in the academic world. Uh, guys out of the University of Chicago called it the illiquid markets hypothesis. For the reasons we've discussed, they now estimate that $1 in either entering or exiting markets is moving valuations $5. So that's why you see such major moves in individual securities and markets just jumping because we are seeing markets being less liquid. So investors have to be prepared for that greater volatility. Make sure you have a plan that you can stick with because if not, your stomach will take over and I've yet to make meet a stomach that makes good investment <laughs> decisions. That's good. So again, the liquidity, illiquidity is really what's driving the recent volatility caused by three things. One is active investors moving more towards the passive approach. 
Number two, change in the bid-ask spread rules. And number three, really the Volcker rule that's come out, which really dried up liquidity because banks are no longer supplying as much liquidity to the markets. And all of that kind of is a perfect storm for more volatility. And I always say volatility is the price of admission for higher expected returns. And you have to be able to stomach. And again, you want to make sure you get your risk right. I agree with you from your prior podcast. We look at risk of your ability to take on risk, your balance sheet income statement, your willingness to take on risk, what I call your sleep at night factor, your need for risk, but looking at your goals and your time horizon. And then what is your actual portfolio's risk and making sure that's aligned uh, with all of those things. So that's a great recap on volatility. Recent trends such as active investors becoming more like traders, commission-free trading and regulation have all caused recent illiquidity. An intelligent investor's motto should be, the only thing certain is uncertainty. The recent bank liquidity crisis, COVID, and rumors of war have caused a lot of uncertainty, and markets definitely like certainty. As a result, there's been a lot more volatility in pricing of securities. Using our proprietary integrations, we are able to help set expectations when it comes to our clients' portfolios. If you'd like to become a client or learn more about intelligent investing, please call 864-679-0500 or visit investedwithyou.com. Remember, time is money, so invest in every we'll minute. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal or accounting advice. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.